Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The following is a fourth-hand production. Welcome, Beyonders. get to this weird place who are these two crazy guys and what is going on beyond terrestrial or bt for short is a podcast dedicated to the strange the macabre the conspiratorial and all things supernatural hosted by dan martson and lee Ariat, two guys who discovered late night radio shows like coast to coast while working the night shift and stumbled into a world of fantastic tales and local legends. We share these stories with our dedicated fans we lovingly call Beyonders every other Tuesday. Join me and Lee as we take a mysterious journey into obscure local tales and spin up some hot takes on the supernatural stories we all know and love. Two words. Interdimensional Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Exciting, especially exciting episode of What the Suck. I am Chris. <laughs> and I'm James. What's up, bitches? Hey, guys. All right. So today's episode is going to be about the 1966 uh, quote unquote classic Manos to Hands of Fate. And this one, it's considered one of the worst of the worst. It's up there with like Troll and the last one we just did, Night of the Ghouls. <laughs> yeah. um, but it kind of holds a little bit of a special place in my heart because it was produced. And filmed in and around El Paso. So it was produced by a fertilizer salesman from El Paso. um, And as well as starring in it and other actors from the El Paso area. And it was filmed in and around West Texas, New Mexico and El Paso. So when I watched it originally years ago, I recognized a ton of places because El Paso is not that big. So you kind of get a lay of the land, especially after living there most of my life. I, I knew what was what. So... It's pretty cool. Doesn't make it a good movie though. It's still a mm-hmm. shitty movie. It still <laughs> fucking sucks balls. But it, uh, yes, yeah, a little bit of a place, a special place in my heart. So it's 1966. 
uh, independent horror film, which always means it's a classic. Of course. Uh, Manos the Hands of Fate, directed by, produced by, written by, and starring Har- Harold P. Warren. Holy so, hell. Another quadruple threat there, James. Yipe. Also starring Tom Naiman, John Reynolds, and Diane Marie. Uh, music by Ro- uh, Russ Huddleston and Robert Smith Jr. Edited by James Sullivan. Uh, production company Sun City Films, El Paso Local. Distributed by Emerson Film Dis- uh, Enterprises. Release date November 15, 1966. And a smooth running time of 17 minutes with a whopping, whopping budget of $19,000. Holy hell. $19,000. Dallas. I seen movies from the fifties that had bigger budget than that. Now, this is a weird, a weird thing because this movie has gained such notoriety for being one of the worst, and because of its, it's also it had a MST3K run. Oh yeah, they did an episode of it, which is also pretty famous. Um, that they made quote unquote official sequels. Oh no! So in two thousand ten, writer director Robert Munch Senior. <laughs> I know, Rupert. Uh, Talbot Munch. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Rupert Talbot Munch Sr. He began work on... Does it really matter what his fucking name is? No, it really doesn't. (laughs) On the sequel, Manos, The Search for Valley Lodge. um, And reprised... uh, Some reprising from some of the original uh, actors and actresses and and, and such and forth. uh, As well as um, former WWE diva and Playboy centerfold Maria Kanellis and UFC fighter Ryan Big Deal... Jim, Jimmo, apparently we're in it. <laughs> um, now, uh, the film was actually scrapped in 2014, but in 2013, a project to produce an, another a prequel called The Rise of Torgo was undertaken, and it actually was finished and released on Amazon Prime in 2018. So that might be a future episode, James. Uh, it just depends on how this one goes. <laughs> in 20, and then... Uh, in 2016, a Kickstarter campaign began to make a sequel called Manos Returns. Um, the goal was $24,000, which was more than, you know, the original <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, and it reached it. Um, 24 days or so after it started, it reached its goal of $24,000. So it's almost $1,000 a day. Shit. Um, now, it was completed... However, three days before the planned release and with the film in post-production, the release was delayed owing to the death of Tom Naiman, the original star, at age 80. Uh, it was eventually released in May 2018. Damn. So there are there's a prequel and a sequel out to this uh, officially in canon. So we may have to check those out later. If, Might. If this one is, if you survive this one, that is, I should say. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. We've yeah. survived worse. I'm, I have a feeling this won't be as bad as some, but who knows. So, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Everything that can go wrong does on a young couple's terrifying vacation. Lost and unable to find an inn, they stop at the door of a mysterious house. You never go to the mysterious house. What especially, the fuck is wrong with you people? Especially in the middle of the desert. Ugh, idiots. Because it's usually a meth house or a crack house. Yeah. Uh, they are told by the disfigured tar- Togar that... Wait, Togar? That's not right. I thought it was Torgo. That's not right. Hang on a sec. That's not right. Let me, let me verify this real quick. That's some bullshit. Yeah, Torgo. This 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 uh, description got it wrong. It's not to- Togar. It's Torgo. Torgo. Anyway, that the master does not like visitors, but no other shelter in sight. But with no other shelter in sight, they decide to spend the night. Their presence ignites the fury of a devil cult that preys upon their innocence. The family is forced to suffer interminable psychotic 
rituals. <laughs> Unrest within the cult provides a chance for escape, but the master will not free them so easily. Written, produced, directed, starring Hal Warren. It's less surprising that this is Hal Warren's only picture and more astounding than he was able to make it at all. <laughs> Y'all, this is on the back of the VHS box. Yeah, this, that's, a on hint, there. that's a hint and a half for your ass right there. Manos exists in a genre all on its own, somehow combining the gravity of silent horrors with the absurdity of a stag film. That's fantastic. That's oh, a good description. Lord. Put that on my gravestone. Um, widely regarded as one of the most inept movies ever made, Manos, <laughs> The Hands of Fate... <laughs> is a thoroughly puzzling story loaded with surreal characterizations and a gratuitous surprise ending. And the pictures they have on the back of the box, the stills from the movie, make it look way better than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's shocking. A cult of weird, horrible people who gather beautiful women only to deface them with a burning hand. Manos, the hand of fate. Yikes. So, yeah. with that out of the way, uh, once again, our rating system is a reverse, inverse, emoji shit rating system. <laughs> One... Being the best, uh, you keep in your queue, you'll watch it over and over, and you'll enjoy it, and, and bring friends to it, and, and, and love it. Uh, they get worse as you go down from there, to five. Yeah. Five is the worst of the worst. The uh, fica de la matter, the, the shit that you're going to watch once because you're curious, Yeah. and then you're never going to touch it again. Nope. No. Nope. You're going to stick your head in one of those wood chippers. Right. It's like that fat chick in high school. You touch her once, and you never touch her again, because you're ashamed. <laughs> so, with that, what do you say we get on to the review? Uh... He's gone fucks. We should be pretty close right now. The agent said it was about 12 miles from Highway 10, and that was Highway 10 back there. But you know, we should have asked for better directions at the last gas station. Listen, I've never gotten us lost before. I am Torgo. I take care of the place while the master is away. Master wants you, but he can't have you. I want you. Thou who bestowest the mother darkness upon thy faithful to live eternally in her keeping, thou dost make him most blessed forever. So, we just watched the movie. Well, I watched most of it. You watched about, it's 69 minutes long, you watched about 60 minutes of it. About 60 minutes. Yeah, yep, took, I took caught a about a 10 minute cat nap. Yeah, you were, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie was, it wasn't hard to follow, but it didn't do anything. It didn't go anywhere. This is literally probably the most boring nonsensical i mean i've seen some real crap in yeah. my day this one was almost as bad as zozo to me almost as bad yeah um so the movie starts off with great scenic shots of el paso i mean you get to see downtown you get to see uh, uh trans mountain pass which is the road that cuts through the end of the rockies where the rockies end in el paso um and it's, it's really great it's it's a uh, 60s you know, uh, shots of El Paso, which yep. were just before my time, but like when I when I lived there, it didn't really hadn't changed that much. Yep. Um, but it's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then you see a bunch of gorgeous cars, all sixties. Uh, we're introduced to the uh, protagonists, the family, the Michael, <laughs> the wife, and the little girl and the dog, who stop at one of the 
little uh entrances and the entrance like little little uh little there's there's stops along trans mountain pass where you can go you can pull in like the little scenic overlook place thank you that's what it's called yeah. scenic overlook yes and um so they stop and they're having a conversation uh little girl's cold uh something something they want to find a place to stop because they're getting tired and so it's like first of all it's el paso yeah, and it's during the the what looks to be the summer. It ain't well, fucking cold. Well, El Paso doesn't have anything but like their 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 winter looks like their summer. So yeah, so same shit. It can get cold, but yeah, it's it doesn't get cold until nighttime. This is during the day. Factual inaccuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. So then we're we're greeted to like five minutes of them driving through El Paso. They get pulled over by a cop for having a tail light out. The <laughs> cop lets them go because they're white and they, and you know they're not minorities, so he gets lets them go without a warning. <laughs> um, and so then they're driving more. This is like yeah. a fucking driving simulator. And you even made a point that the it that, looks like a high school driver's ed video. Yeah, because there's because you're watching from the dash. The POV view. Yeah, you see, the, you see the steering wheel and the dashboard, and it looked like the old, the old uh, train. And you simulators. keep waiting to hear the voice. Yeah, when you approach the intersection, be sure to check both ways. Right, and um, and uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God! And so then <laughs> they pass by. They pass by this couple who is making out. They pass by. And the couple stops making out, and the bitch is like, where are they going? And then the man, in his worst acting, is like, I don't know. Everybody knows that road doesn't go anywhere. Ain't nothing down there. And then he hands her a bottle to drink, because he's getting her drunk so he can he can make out with her. Yep. And then they make out some more. So then we, then we cut to... Um, oh, forget the cop. Can't forget the cop. The cop is key here. He, he shows up... <laughs> Coming in there, cop blocking. Yeah, he he shows up uh, after they after they after the couple pa- or the family passes by. The cop yep. shows up and tells them, "Stop making out, go away." How get many the fuck times out of I gotta tell you, damn yeah. kids, get on out here? So they take off, and then we cut again to the family driving, and they're so they looking for a place to stay. They drive out in the middle of fucking nowhere, <laughs> and in El Paso, there's a lot of desert, especially in yeah. the '60s when it wasn't as built out. There's a lot of fucking desert, you can, but it's easy to find downtown, and because there's only one freeway passes through El Paso, it's I-10. Yep, that's, that's it. That's right. Yep. It's not hard to get lost. No, it is not. It's not hard to find downtown. It's not hard to find a hotel off I-10 anywhere. Nope. But these motherfuckers somehow end up in the middle of the desert. <laughs> and you know, whenever you see a a sign for a place called Valley Lodge and it's in the middle of the desert, you know it's quality. And it's handwritten. And it's handwritten. The san- the the sign yeah. is hand fucking written. So they show up and they are greeted at the door by the infamous Torgo. Torgo. Who has who has these giant thighs that look like he does squats all day long. Yeah, it's it's and it's ridiculous. He walks bow legged. Yeah, he walks bow legged. And he he's obviously impaired in several in several ways. He but he acts like he's super drunk though. Drunk and almost like arthritic. Yeah, I mean it's real weird because the way the guy moves, but it, it's ugh. it looks like it looks like his legs have been beaten so badly and they haven't healed because <laughs> the master beat it so badly and his legs never healed properly. That's what it looks like. Now, now when he says master, he means it. There is a there is a quote unquote character in this movie who is the master that is called the master. Master. Uh, so so he he says that he's a caretaker of this lodge while the master is asleep. 
and okay for the next like 10 minutes there is just this weird constant back and forth shots between the family who are just standing there not doing anything and torgo who's standing there not doing anything and we forget during the first part of this part the first fart first fart first fart first part of this movie was the cheesiest porn music oh Throughout the entire I mean, fucking movie is, is porn God. music. I mean, this dude, this dude pulled out every single free 1960 music clip that he yeah. could find and stuck it in this movie. Yep, and then you get this Torgo fuck, and he looks like the ha- the Wolf Man is like halfway through changing. He looks like the Wolf Man. He's gnarled, and he's got retarded brother. He's got what do you got? Four eyebrows. He's got yeah. his eyebrows are like big V's. And yeah. He's got like, they go up and then they go to the side. I think what they did is they tried to do his makeup and they fucked it up. They didn't do try very hard either. No, they didn't do too good. And that's another thing too. The music, this is supposed to be a horror film. The music, the entire fucking movie. It's cheery. It's way too chipper. Yeah. Way too chipper. And like I said, it's like, it's it's almost like dry red music. Yeah. That's yeah. why when they were driving and you hear, all this shit and you're like, what the hell? And And so... We, the next ten minutes after that is Torgo bringing the luggage into side inside the the lodge. <laughs> Them talking about you know, it's like you said. It, it, they kept changing their mind. They're like, okay, well, let's get the fuck out of here. Torgo, put the luggage back in the car. So he takes the shit back. Yeah. Wait, Torgo, never mind. We're gonna stay because the car won't start. Let me bring it back. In. And they ain't tipped this motherfucker. No. Not near a dollar. Not a dollar. And he done hauled he done hauled their shit in and out like four or five times. I mean, thankfully he's retarded, so he doesn't know to get tipped. But <laughs> so while they're inside the fucking lodge, they see this picture of the master. It looks like it was drawn by like a twelve year old. Yeah. It was painted by a twelve year old. A terrible, terrible picture of the master. And they keep staring at it and they're freaked out by it, which it's not scary at all. It just looks no. bad. But they keep cutting back to shots of the little girl on the couch with her dog. But they don't fucking do anything. Nothing. They don't. She doesn't talk. The dog doesn't do anything. And, and this keep couch. Back. And this couch is a filthy. Look like a dumpster couch. I mean, look like something you get off the curb. That's been out in the weather for a few days. I yeah. mean, it's nasty. It's, it's moldy looking. And this kid just laid out on it. Well, kids are stupid. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, I mean, but still, even for props, I mean, goddamn. And so, while while they're while they're okay, so they get there when it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> you do it at daytime. I was looking, you had to draw that breath, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then at some point, they're they're inside this one room in the lodge, so goddamn long that it becomes night. Yes. Then they hear these wolves or coyotes howling in the distance. The bitch it's gets a scared. Guy. Yeah, it's, it's a guy. It's it's some dude going, yeah. and he's making these god awful noises. The bitch gets scared and she wants to leave. So the guy goes out to check to get the car ready. He he orders Torgo to put the luggage back in the car. But while he's doing that, he goes out to start the car. The car won't start. He looks in the engine. Nothing, can't see what's wrong with it. Goes back in. Says, Torgo, never mind. Bring the luggage back in. And Torgo's like, you motherfucker. And, <laughs> and he tells the wife that they can't leave tonight. They'll leave in the morning because yeah. the car is not starting. Well, during that time, the while, while he's out there trying to fix the car, Torgo's assaulting the wife. Yes. He tells her that the master wants her for, for him because he... He collects beautiful women, and then he like does this really awkward five minute long reach out to touch her shoulder and, and her, her hair, hair and shit. And you got a pretty mouth, yeah, you know, and that kind just, of thing. Just straight up assaults her. Uh, she freaks out, calls for the husband. The husband like, "Bitch, I'm working on the car. Shut the fuck up." But she has the oh my god, this woman's acting or a severe lack thereof 
is literally painful to watch. Everybody in this movie. She's so, a everybody in this movie. I mean, it's just acts terrible except for Torgo because I think he was actually drunk. And I think the dog. And the dog, because dogs are always great actors. <laughs> but here's another thing. The sound editing on this movie was so horrible all the way through. I don't even think they did it, brother. They the 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 entire movie was done ADR. It was done post. All the audio was done yeah. post. There's not a single onset audio that they keep. But they didn't even bother to do any sort of lining up of syncing. No. Nope. When they when they put the ADR track over the video track, <laughs> and so half of their fucking lines don't match up with their mouth. Nope. And then there's other there's other parts where you see them say something, but there's no words because yeah. they didn't keep that part or they it's, didn't. ADR it's like watching a in. damn Godzilla movie yeah. in original cut. Yeah. You know. It, and it's so horrible. The entire fucking movie. It like distracts you. From watching the movie because you just know that each time they say something, it's going to sound like it's coming from a whole different part of... This movie, straight up, is the biggest pile of not giving a fuck no. that I've ever seen. Yeah. Nobody involved in this picture gave a it one is... rat fucking ass about producing any qu- any kind of quality product. It is, of all the movies that we've watched so far, it is the laziest attempt to make I mean they did bare minimum yep when making this movie bare minimum exactly and, and no effort it's yeah. a, it's actually kind of annoying yeah this you movie, know you're trying to watch it even I don't even know if booze could save this one brother so then at that, at some point the dog the dog goes missing yeah the the husband finds it runs out killed. runs out past the husband because right. he goes out to listen for the howling whatever the howling shit is out there right the little dog hauls ass and the cardinal sin is once again committed it's but it's, kill, it's killed off screen you don't hear it get killed all nope. you do is you see the body that's it so it's not as bad as actually seeing who no. did it or whatever and you don't hear a yelp nothing no he just goes and finds this black carpet rolled up. Was like on red, the ground, it's on not it. doesn't even look like the dog. So he takes it and he buries it, and then the little girl doesn't seem upset at all. But uh, at that point, um, what happens at that point? Let's see. After the dog dies, okay. So after the dog dies, they decide that they can't leave anywhere, and so they decide just to try and get some sleep for the night. Uh, and while they do, while they're doing that, Torgo goes back into the the master's chambers. Mm-hmm. And you see this Mr. Bean, Freddie Mercury looking <laughs> motherfucker in this black and red robe. He's, he's laying on the stone slab. Yeah, I, I compared him to Guido Sarducci from the old Saturday Night Live. Right. At first, until he's set up. And then he's surrounded by these women that are standing up against these pillars that are slaves, that they're completely asleep. Bunch of women on the pole. Yeah, so Torgo goes in there, he walks around, makes a bunch of, says a bunch of shit, makes his own little, like, um, uh, monologue, whatever, some bullshit. And then we're cutting to the woman, who the wife, who is getting undressed, and while she's getting undressed to go to sleep, you see Torgo come into the window and looking like a fucking creeper. I mean, we got a peeping Torgo over here looking like a straight creeper. Yeah. And so she, she freaks the fuck out, and then while that's happening, uh... The husband leaves to go look for something. I think we would look for. He just, he, I have he's no leaving to go idea. somewhere. But while he's out, Torgo sneaks up behind him, smacks a shit Clocks out of his club, the fuck out of him. Yep. Knocks him out, ties him to this pole with his own belt. Yep. And then at that point, the master wakes up because it's nighttime. Yep. 
The master wakes up. He wakes up. He wakes up. He goes and gets his dog, which is a Doberman Pinscher. <laughs> then comes back, sits down on his throne with the Pinscher next to him for like 10 minutes just staring at the fight. It's like just he's, sitting there. It, that's me in the morning when I'm waking up. I'm trying to wake up. From yeah. I, I get up out of bed and I sit up. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here for like five Stand minutes. Stand at the damn wall till your brain starts to until work. You wake, until you fucking wake the fuck up for real. And then it jumps back to our stupid couple from the, the beginning of the movie. Who are still making still out. Still making out. It's dark, it's dark now. It's still the got the same desert. bottle of booze. Still fucking making out. They haven't fucked yet. And they're middle of nowhere, in the dark. And who shows up? The sheriff. The, the fucking sheriff, sheriff shows up catches again. Catches him again. That cop-blocking motherfucker. And he shows up and tells him, look, fuckers, get the fuck out of here. And while, <laughs> while he's telling them to get out, they're, they're drunk, of course, because they're drinking this... Grandpa's and movie. this stupid side story has no point in this movie. The it's only, just like this. It's like a whole second little miniature story of its this own. This whole side story is only there so that they can tell the cop go harass the other couple that passed by him, which is the couple. Yeah. So the cops can go and try to find them. Go get them fuckers that drove down there. Yeah, and so they 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 take the fuck off again, and then we cut back to Torgo, and he's making this grand speech. It's where we get a wonderful, wonderful shot of him. He's in front of this little fire, and he's talking to his women, and he raises his arms up off to his side, and you see the full glory of his robe. They, You see the glory of his robe. It's all black robe, but there's these red marks on the front of it in the shape of two giant fucking hands. Two hands. It is the most glorious. Like, if... This, if the movie has any redeeming quality whatsoever, it's his fucking robe. I'm surprised Freddie Mercury did not actually have this this outfit in his <laughs> closet because this is a pure rock star pimp robe. Obsessed with UFOs and extraterrestrials? Convinced there's a chupacabra in your backyard? Is your doppelganger ruining your life? Do you love all things haunting related? If you answered yes to any... Or none of these... Then these are the mostly sensical, slightly drunken ramblings for you? Question mark? I'm Emily. And I'm Joel. And we're the hosts of Drink Drunk Dead. Join us, our two cats, Emma and Otto, and our house ghost, every week as we have a few drinks, discuss all things paranormal, and, and raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts. ghosts. So then he, <laughs> this is the funniest part of the movie. He he wakes up all his bitches. All yep. right? He wakes them all up. <laughs> He's like, arise, wake up. The cut, hard cut. Next scene, they're all sitting around the fucking fire. Already. Yakking their fucking face off. Not stop talking. And you see him, and he's sitting on his on his little his little rock, his little stone that he woke up from, and he's looking yeah. at him. He's like, why the fuck did I wake these bitches up? Exactly. because All they're doing is yakking, yakking, yakking. And he just yells, basically tells them all to shut the fuck like, up. Bitches, <laughs> shut up. But they're all talking about they have to sacrifice the husband, can't kill the kid, keep the woman, because yep. the woman needs to become part of their cult. And, and they're arguing, arguing amongst themselves. Some people want to kill everybody. Some people want to kill none of them. <laughs> then they, one, one, one bitch is like, like the woman, yes, we need the we, we need the woman, not the man. We won't kill the kid. We don't even need the woman. It's like you just said you needed her, but then you say yeah. you don't need her. Make up your fucking mind. It's, yeah, jeez. Oh, like they, they don't even know what the fuck they want to do. No, they don't. So then we we have fucking twenty five minutes. Of these bitches fighting <laughs> in the middle of the desert. <laughs> it's, it's like 
And yeah, then and, and and it's a nonsensical. I mean, they just go at just it, rolling in the dirt in the fucking the and, and they slapping each other and they and they'll knock somebody down and then they'll lay there for like ten seconds, yeah. completely motionless. Then all of a sudden they jump up and then they go slap the other bitch and she lays down. It is the worst choreographed bullshit. Yeah. It's I not mean, even choreographed. They, they, it's like the director said, just fight as just, you would normally fight. Just do whatever. Then, just go out there and make something up. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. And so, but they also mentioned that the women mentioned that Torgo was was the responsible for bringing these people to the house. And so while they're fighting, Master goes and finds Torgo like he because he says he wants to kill him, puts him into a trance. Dude falls asleep, falls on the floor, but he doesn't kill him. No. So then we cut back to the wife. Which at this point, like I said, we are we are forty seven minutes in, and there has not no been, death. except for the pup. Except for the pup, got to kill. Right. Yeah, got dog at the beginning. That's it. Yeah. So then we we cut to the 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 wife. So the wife is asleep on the bed with the kid. The husband has been gone like twenty five fucking minutes at least in, in movie time. It's probably been like four hours in in, yeah. in, in real time. And she does not fucking care. Doesn't care. She is dead asleep. Cold, don't give a flying fuck. But then she wakes up because she hears something going on. And she freaks the fuck out because the husband's not there. And grabs the kid and proceeds to cry and wish for the kid to show up. Meanwhile, the husband's still knocked the fuck out. <laughs> lock, ties that fucking pole. That's it. Yep. And so then Manos shows up. Or not Manos. Uh, the master shows up. And he breaks up the fight. And he tells him to stop fighting. And at some point... Before they break up the fighting, though, one of the bitches takes off and finds the dude tied up and begins to make out with him, sexually assault him while he's asleep. Oh, while yeah. he's passed out. That's right. He's She's straight up kissing on him, and he's passed the fuck out. Then, then she gets so mad because he doesn't wake up, she proceeds to slap him like ten times, and the fucker yep. doesn't wake up still. And then that was the point where we remember we had to back this up a couple times because we had to confirm it. During the hard cut to a different angle, there was somebody walking out of the shot. Yeah, from crew the crew got caught. I guess the guy with the speed. Yeah, you know, the... they, they got caught, and, and we had to pass it was like like three times to make sure we saw what we saw because we weren't sure it was like that or like an somebody, artifact. Somebody walking off the fucking scene. Yeah, horrible. So then, uh, cut back to uh, the master. He's breaking up the fight with the bitches, and then. <laughs> They 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 pick out the this blonde with big hair as the culprit, the instigator of it all. So he ties her up to a uh, one of the poles to kill her, and just proceeds to slap the shit out of her. I mean, for like what twenty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> just like, straight pimp pan slap him, pow, and then and then proceeds pow. to have Torgo killed because he yep. brought this on them. So Torgo's gone, and then finally Michael, the husband, wakes up, easily breaks free of his bonds easily. Yeah, just. Oh, I'm done free. Gets back to the house, uh, grabs the kids, grabs the family and, and the wife, gets them and gets ready to leave out. But before they can leave, the master shows up and he shows up with the dog and they're standing right there. Michael goes to shoot and he shoots him three or four times or he fires at him three or four times. But you don't see him actually hit the master because the angles, the, the camera's pointing at the, 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 the husband. But then the last shot, there's a fade out. And we are on a whole new day in El Paso yeah, like, with a with a new car that pulls up and these two old bitches, and <laughs> they're talking, giving some exposition about how they're super excited for the weekend. All the friends are coming down. It's yep. gonna be a party. Can't wait. So then they proceed for, for some reason to drive twenty five minutes out of town 
in the middle of fucking desert again. <laughs> and who do they pass on the way into town the next day? Them two motherfuckers out there these still. Motherfuckers. These two, these, this, this dude and this girl yep. have been out in this desert. He's in a little MG convertible car. Yep. Top is down. Okay. They have been out in that car making out all night. They have not fucked. How do you make out with someone for 12, 16 hours and just not have sex? Especially when you've been plying her with alcohol. No she, idea. She's, she's ready to fuck. Just it's not fuck. in the budget. Not it's in the, the budget. Not in the budget. It's free to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the two old biddies show up at the house. And who's there to greet them instead of Torgo but Michael? Michael. And he's talking like Torgo was yes, talking. Yes, very robotic. And he, I'm taking care of the house when the master is asleep or a yeah. master's away and blah, blah, blah. And then it fades out. No, actually, it doesn't do that. So it shows Michael as a new caretaker, but then it cuts to the master's chamber, and you see the wife is now one of the oh, that's right. one of the girls on the the columns, and, and so, so is the, is little the daughter. Girl. The daughter has become one of the the slaves of the master. Yep. And then it cuts out, and that's it. it, it In the movie, Manos the Hands of Fate. No fucking death. No death. No, None. Just a dog. Just a dog. Just a dog. And and, and Torgo off screen. You don't even see him die on screen. Don't even see, he's just, he's gone. Now, and, and it's true. I literally lost about nine, ten oh minutes of this movie. So, yeah. So, that that's the end of the movie. So, um, James, let's hear your thoughts. I have none. You have no thoughts. That's the problem. No thoughts. That is a problem. I literally was sitting there trying to take notes for this thing. And Over I couldn't, I, I just, there was nothing. No notes I to could take. make notes because there was nothing really worth what what I guess you say is nothing noteworthy. Mm. Uh, the acting. I mean, I've said it before. Oh, the acting didn't exist. Literally, this was the most impromptu sounding garbage I've seen so far. I think. Yeah. Uh, the story. The the story itself. Yeah. If they would have done it right. Eh. Yeah. At best. Okay. Script. Is it God what? awful. Uh huh. The effects there were none. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. This one's trash. I'm I'm literally going to give this for non horror value. I'm going to the gold six turd. You're going to six. I cannot recommend this particular movie to All right. anybody. All right. It literally six sucks turd. that bad to me. Six turds. All right. Nice. I mean, brutal. Yeah, just brutal. That's just brutal movie. Just Fuck bad. this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the script was, was, was terrible. The story was, was non-existent. Um, the acting was bad. The sound editing was absolutely horrible, but you know what? Comparing this to like our uh, last week's episode of Night of the Ghouls, which had the same sort of issues, yeah. but that was, that was furiating and frustrating with, with follow. <laughs> this actually got us to laugh quite a few times at some of the most, at some of the more ridiculous parts. Well, that's some true. Of the, most, I, I, the parts I, I, that made no sense and the parts yeah. that they, where they tried and they just failed completely and, and, and utterly. Yeah. And, and it made us chuckle. Um, and so for that, uh, just for that alone. And for the fact that it's, uh, it was made for $19,000. It was filmed and financed in El Paso and it shows. And, uh, <laughs> that they, the director who was a fertilizer, uh, salesman or whatever, decided to make a movie who he had no fertilizer, AKA shit. shit. He had no 
like, like he had no idea how to do a movie at all. He just no. but he wanted to make a movie. He he had a passion to make a movie, and he made it. And it it, it it's it's now in the landfill with the rest of his fertilizer, <laughs> helping trees grow. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four because it made us chuckle. It it's it, again compared to like last week's. Last week was so bad it was just painful. This week's is so yeah. bad, but it has some funny, unintentionally funny moments. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd watch it a few times. Definitely make fun of it with friends. Uh, and it's nothing else because of fucking the master's awesome robe. I mean, every time get he tr- spread his arms like six times. That is true. You know, the robe is is good. So what I might do is I might scale back to a five. To point, a five? To a five because of the fact that, yeah, people got to see the robe. The robe is awesome. I mean, they got to see the robe. Every That's time true. He so spread his arms. I, like... I will retract my previous rating and I will, down, I will, I will upgrade it to a five turn. Okay. Still sucks. Yeah. Royally. Yeah. But there are a couple of things in there worth watching. But the, the, the mind numbing dialogue alone killed it for me. This just, Absolutely, it was... Every, it was, every time he spread yeah. his robes, he looked like the evil version of the Allstate logo. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. It was great. I, I love it. I want to get a robe and, and wear it every time we do a review now because that yep. robe was awesome. There so, you go. We get to robe. Yeah. All right, James. Well, uh, why don't you tell them where they can find us if they still want to listen? Oh, I think we'll hang on to a few people. You can find us on the fourthhand.com website and network. There are lots of good shows on there, lots of good people. So go on there and check us out. Uh, Our other project is on there as well, State of Fear. If you want to go listen to those, you can go there. We are also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, you name it, we're on it. We're also on YouTube now. Yes, the two of you. (laughs) We are there. And you can, of course, find us on Facebook. And we are under What the Suck Podcast, of course. And on Instagram. Instagram. Under what underscore the underscore suck underscore podcast. If you guys are listening and you want, send us any requests for movies to watch. We've had a few. We've watched a few based on recommendations. So send us more. Uh, we want to we wanna watch the movies you think are bad. Yeah, comment, share, let us know what you think. Let us know what we can do better. Let yep. us know what we're doing good. That's right. Let us know where we suck ass, and we'll <laughs> tell you the fuck off. But let us know anyway. So. Yeah, pretty much. So until next time, uh, this is Chris, and I will see you all at the next shit fest. And this is James, and if it ain't on what the suck, it ain't shit. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Summer happens at Speedway because everything you need for summer happens at Speedway. Like drinks. Drinks happen. The freshly brewed drink, the splashed-over ice drink, the wake-you-up drink, the cool-you-off drink, the make-your-brain-hurt-for-a-minute drink. All poured however you want them, whenever you want them, all summer long. So on every hot day, you have something cold to sip. Speedway. Summer happens here. And now, get any size fountain or speedy freeze for just 99 cents. Excludes maximum. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.